Good evening, everybody. This evening we're going to be looking at the letter Shion and the Psukim are Kuf Samach Aleph to Kuf Samach Ches. Those are the eight Psukim, beginning with the letter Shion. So we'll have a look at the letter Shion first, and then we'll go to the Psukim and see how far we get. The Gematria of Shion is 300. And we always quote the Gematria. And although Chazal tell us quite clearly in Pirkei Ovois that Gematrios are, are nothing more than Papur, nothing more they are Papurais the Chochma, they're the seasonings of wisdom. You can't call them a wisdom in their own right. But sometimes if you look at Gematria, you could actually get a glimpse of some of the greatness of the Sodas Hatero, some of what lies behind HaKadosh Baruch, whose incredible, incredible Torah that is given us. And the number 300 is just one of those numbers that really shows out as something we scratch the surface. We find 300 in the measurements of the Teva of Nayach. In Nayach's Ark, in, in the Posuk, Perek Rov, Posuk Tesvov, it says, This is the, the Teva you should be making, says HaKadosh Baruch to Nayach. Shloish meis amos archa oyracha teva. Three hundred amos should be the length of the teva. Chamishim amos rachba. Fifty amos width. Ushloishim amos koymosa. And thirty amos high. So there you have it. Three hundred long. Fifty wide. And thirty high. Now the medrash comments on this are very interesting medrash. I don't know whether it fits in with modern day's thinking of shipbuilding, but Bachatia Oimer. Bachatia says on the Potsikin Zilim Kufu Test Test Robin Tessayim, Fukudecha Osicha, says David Amelech, of your precepts I will speak. And then the next Potsuk, Tessayim, Fukudecha Eshtasha, I'll occupy myself with your statements, with your Torah. So it says Bachatia in the Medrash, Limedecha Torah Derech Eretz. The Torah teaches us Derech Eretz. If a man wants to make a boat, or any of you interested in making a boat, you should make its width, one-sixth of its length, and its height, one-tenth of its length. So, it comes out as follows, that the length of the table, the three hundred hours of its length, are in fact the deciding measurement of what's going to be its width and what's going to be its height. So to do the uh, mathematics, the width should be one-sixth of 300, which is 50 amas, and the height will be one-tenth of 300, which is equals 30 amas. So that's the medrash. Okay. And of course, the Mephoshim, first Sion says that what the medrash is trying to teach us is besides all the incredible soydas hatorah that go into the length and the breadth and the height of the of the teva, this is just pshutosh mikra. In other words, the Medrash is actually telling us what well, the simple explanation of the Posuk is, is teaching how to build the boat. But in real terms, there's much, much more behind it. Okay? So far, so good. I found the Malbim. The Malbim quotes a Tikkune Zoya, which is part of the Zohar Kodesh. And the Tikkun Zoya is based around Gematrias and the Malbim says that this Pasuk 
is coming to be meramis to us, to teach us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to spread out a tabernacle of peace over his new world. This new world that will come into being after the, after the Mabal, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to spread out over its Sukkot Shalom, uh, a tabernacle of peace. And the Tikkun explains as follows. This is Yichud Habaya Va'adonoi. If you unify the Yudke Vovke with Aleph Dalad Nun Yud, that is what we are talking about. And he explains, the Shem Habaya, Yudke Vovke, comes from the word Mahave, to bring into being. The Shem Habaya is the creation name. HaKadosh Baruch brings the world into being. And Adnus, Aleph Dalad Nun Yud, is mastery, um, is, is hashkocha, is being shomer, to look after people and look into their ways. He's the master of the world. So if you take these two names, you have the Sukkah Sholom starting. And then, says the Zarkolish, that and if you will be Masachech, which means to roof, put over, Havaya Alash Adnos, if you put Avaya on top of Adnos, Sheminyona Ola Sukkah, whose number becomes Sukkah, Yotze Mispa Shalom, you will get the word Shalom. Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. 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 So the Malbim explains it to us, and listen to this incredible Malbim. Number one, firstly, if you take the Gematria of Yudke Vovke and Aleph Dalad Nun Yud, and you add them together, you get 65 plus 26, which equals 91, which is exactly the same gematria as Sukkah, Samach Vav 91. So that's what the Zohar starts off by saying, that this is the unification of Adnus and, uh, and Havaya brings the Sukkah element. Now how do you get the Shalom element? So it says as follows, you have to be Masachi, you have to put Yud Ke Vav Ke over Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. In other words, hope you can see this. We put 10, 5, 6, 5. 10, 5, 6, 5, that's Yud, K, Vov, K. Over Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yud, 1, 4, 50, 10. So you've now got a sum. Then multiply it. 1's 10 is 10, and 4, 5 is 20. Add 10 and 20, you get 30, which is the height of the sukkah. Multiply 50 by 6, you get 300, which is the length of, this, of, 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 of the table. And then you multiply 5 by 10 and get 50, and you get the width. So in this sum of putting the Havaya over Adnus and multiplying the numbers together, you already have all the different dimensions of the table. Now, says the Soya, add those numbers together, which brings you to a total of 380. 50, 330... Width, length, and height becomes 380, and this is exactly the same gematria as the word shalom with the letters of the word. Shalom is 376, add the four letters, and comes to 380. Okay, so every now and again you get a gematria which lets us a little bit into what our Torah is really, really about. Okay. And I'll test you on the mathematics later. It took me half the evening to work out. <laughs> and if you leave the out of sukkah. Uh, it, then uh, you try that, it gets 370. No, no, if you leave the Vov out of Sholem, you get 370. I tried it every different which way. You know, it, the, the, the Zoya is actually 
saying sukkah im hakoil with the letters the letters of the word mm-hmm. so three seven six plus four is three eighty which is exactly the same as the dimensions of the sukkah of the table. Okay, so let, let, let's move over. Let's move on. Let's continue. Okay, we find that the Shion stands for the word Sheker. Oh, Shakai, so name of the Kaddish Yes, so we'll come to Sheker soon. We'll come to Sheker soon. Um, it stands for the word Shakai, Kaddish Baruch's name. And we find this word, this name of HaKadosh Baruch on the back of our mezuzahs, Shein Dalad Yud, and from the Kadmonim, already from the very, very earliest sources of the Cold Boy, bringing us down, this stands for the words, Shoma Dalsos Yisrael, that HaKadosh Baruch is the Shoma, is the guardian, Dalsos of the doorways of Yisrael, was Shakai. We also find another name of HaKadosh Baruch bringing with Shein, which is Sholoim. And this is, um, the HaKadosh Baruch is Shleimus, Perfect. It's peace. Everything is harmonious about Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Now, if you look at these two names of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Shakai and Sholoim, one begins to understand they are both totally beyond human conception. So it goes like this: Shakai, by definition, is Hakadosh Baruch Hu Sholoimel Oilamoi Dai. When he created the world, the world began to expand and expand and expand. Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives a shout, says, "Stop!" And it's enough. Die, and the world stops moving. That's it. You have creation. But by definition, shakai, um, so the word die, the word enough, is a limitation. I have had enough to eat. I have had enough to drink. That's enough of that young man. Sit still. Enough is a limitation. You can't use the word limitation in reference to HaKadosh Baruch. There's no such thing. He's beyond limits. He's infinite. So we have here a concept of calling HaKadosh Baruch by name, which is Be'emus, in reality, something that can't apply to our Kodesh Baruch at all. But the, the, uh, the other name is just as true. Shalom being Shlemus, completion, complete would def- def- be defined by something that is incomplete. You have completed the test. You have a complete bowl. You're, the Ming vase is complete, except for the chip. It's incomplete. So, com- completion to being perfect and perfection is the opposite of imperfection. When you can't use that word according to the Fulil Bainshleva. There is no such thing as an Akkadish Baruch being imperfect. So the whole definition of Akkadish Baruch being perfection is only from where we stand. And that is one of the lessons we've got to learn from the Shein, is our perception of Hashem can only be through our human intellect, which ultimately is limited by the world we live in. And Akkadish Baruch is beyond that is Shakai, which is limiting, perfection, which is limiting, and there is no limit by the Bosh So Even the words we use to name Hashem often are limited by what we, we as human beings understand. If, if there is already a perfection... No, 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 no. Perfection, by definition, is opposite to imperfection. It, de- it demands there must be imperfection. You can't have something which is perfect. It, it, I don't know how to explain this because I can't explain Hashem. So, you know, and so I mean, you can't have a word which describes Hakadosh Baruch where its opposite in human terms would be a terminology that we cannot use for the Rabbanu Shlomo. You, you understand when I say enough, die. You can't use that word for the Rabbanu Shlomo because Hakadosh Baruch is infinite, and therefore there is no such thing as saying die. He can say die to Olamoy, to the world we live in. 
Yeah, he can limit that for us but as not, human beings. Not, not not, not, not. And similarly, Shalom is exactly the same. Shalom is perfection, is peace, is harmony, which demands by definition, okay, it's a positive, a, a positive designation of what would be the most wonderful thing in the world if we had Shalom. But having said that, it is a world definition, not, not, not really uh, 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 applicable to our Kodesh because, because it demands that it's an imperfection, and that is not, not a word you can use about Kodesh So I, I think part of the limit of Shion is to teach us that the names of our Kodesh when we're talking about Kodesh we have to listen to here, we have just shown, escape the surface and shown his toilet is limitless. He is limitless to us. We, 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 our perception of our Kodesh must always be from who we, what we know, every name of our Kaddish Baruch is an indication of his character. I didn't actually want to go down this, this, this road, but our names are something to hang our personality onto. My name's Avram Moshe, so you know Avram Moshe. Okay, you only know, you know where he lives, you know his telephone number, and we know about him, and we all know of him, etc. But it's just a, it's a handle by which I recognize the person. You can't say that about Kaddish Baruch Every name that we have of HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells us about Hashem. It doesn't, it, it's not a, 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 a surname. No, Shaka is his name. You know, um, I don't want to say <laughs> Okay. Um, Shaka is not his name. It, it, it's a designation of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Matthias, as far as our observation of it is. So, Shalom Aleilam Oedai. Hashem yeah, the Yud Kevavke Shemoy. That is his name in his in his representation of Hashem Shmuchoma. But th- then you've got the, all the Medrashim. But hang on a minute, he didn't ju- he didn't always appear to Kali Yisrael dressed as a, as a, as a soldier. It's one factor. It's one factor. And then the, the Yud Kevavke is Racham, and the Yud Kevavke is Hamis Hamahave. It is it, designated titles of what Hakadosh Baruch Hu does as the Rebbeinu Shlomo, Rebbeinu Shlomo, master of the universe. And again, you you you're back to Adon. Adon is mastery. He, he, he is the Mashkiach. Elokeinu. He is the God that's all powerful. Kel Shaka. It's very interesting. I don't know what it was. Now, Feldman was a living Well, Feldman when he spoke often translated the names of Hashem into English. Has any of you noticed that? I heard him many, many times. And he would say, Tell God Almighty. And people would go, ah, I don't know, you know what's this, you know, we transferred it. That's for Shalom. He is actually telling you what the words mean. Hashakai is Almighty. He's Kale from the word powerful. He is all powerful. He's omniscient. That is the name of our that is the name of our Kodesh Baruch. They are designations of the characters of the characteristics of Hashem. It's a double, I find it double portion. It's Mufrash. He is separated from us after Kodesh Hashem Kodesh. It's beyond We use his names, and that's why we don't say them out loud. The Shem we said only in the base of English, not out loud. We can't, we can't use it. So, there's a little bit of a. a, a sorry, I didn't really actually want to go all the way down that, that path, but there's a bit of a limit from, from the Shem. Okay. We also find the Shion on the side of the Tzfilin Shalosh. No, when was the last time you saw the Tzfilin Shalosh? But on both sides, there's a Shion. Okay? The difference being, on the right-hand side, the Shion has three prongs, and on the left-hand side, it has four prongs. Besides the Soda Satova, right, which I have no real knowledge of, there are two very interesting ideas. Why is there a Shion of three prongs and four prongs on the spill. One is because of the Sholosh Ovois and the Arba Imois. The three fathers, Avogitz and Yaakov, and four mothers, Rav, with the 
When we dump before Hashem and stand before Hashem, we should take their schus with, with, with us. Another very sweet gematria I was told at my bar mitzvah a number of years ago now, um, is that the letter Shion has a gematria of 300. So if you take Shion twice, multiply it, you have 600. Put two Shions next to each other, it spells Sheish, which is 6. So you've now got 606. Count the arms, another 6 which gives you 612. So we're one missing on 613. So we put an extra arm in. So you've got three on one side, four on the other, and you've got 613. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I thought my maths was bad. <laughs> you've got two shins. So shin is 300. So multiply 300 by two because you've got two. That's 600. The word sheish, two shins next to each other, means six. So that's 606. Yeah. Three prongs on one and three prongs on the other. That's another six. Which is 612. Twelve. Twelve. So one of them needs an extra prong, Makes which sense. is four on one side, to make 613, which is how I mix it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. okay. I, as I said, that way, I don't... the prongs bring it? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, was, I, was, I was told about my bar mitzvah, and I've always enjoyed it. Okay, I don't know. I, as I say, I don't know. Boy, there, are, there are secrets of the Torah here, which are really, really beyond me. I just, just um, so that you should know that it is a, a serious. That the prong, four prong shiun is beemus. The four prong shiun of Hakadosh Baruch Hu Saidis. In the Luchos, we know that all the letters of the Luchos were chipped out. That's how one of the Luchos appears. So you can read it from both sides, and there's space all the way through. Some stood with great miracles because you got the hole in the middle. If you chip out a shiun, the space around the shiun between it, the two letters on either side, right, looking only at the stone, you will have four heads. Two between. Yeah. So we've got one, two, three heads of a shiun, right? Chip them out of a box. One, two, three, four. Spaces. You've got four spaces. Mm-hmm. That is an indication Emma's, of the nista of the Torah, which is not there, which we can't see. It's only thrown into relief by the Ksav. That's something we really can't talk about. And I don't know enough about it to say very much more than that. But that is one of the so does where the shein comes from. It actually comes from what is left by hammering out the spaces. Okay, right. Let's move on. <laughs> Did the only letter like this? I don't. Know. I don't. I don't. Know. I have to put my hands up. And say I don't. You know, I'm saying over cool. words. I'm saying over words. Yeah, it's the, I, the, 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 the only letter we've still three. I I don't know. I I yeah. So, uh, okay. <laughs> no, right. Okay, let's 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 move on to something which is more more like home ground. The Gemara in Shabbos, our Gemara in Shabbos in Kuftal, which talks about letters, tells us that the Shein is for Sheker. Okay, as we know, well known, each letter comes to a point. 
because Sheker cannot stand by itself. So the Shein comes to the point, the Kuf is one leg, the Reish is one leg, they're unstable, they actually have to join and be close to each other in order to hold each other up, and there has to be some Emerson amongst it, but not too much, because there has to be some, because if you call this a diamond, no one's going to believe you, but if you take a cubic zirconium and call it a diamond, people might believe you. Sheker has got to have some substantiation, and Sheker is, stands by itself. Whereas, as we will learn in the next year, MS has the stabili- stability of resting on proper bases. The olive comes to two legs, the member's got a flat side, the soffit comes to two legs, it has stability. That means Hashem is in the next year. But the Sheker has no kium. Um But Emma's, there is much, much, much to say about Sheker. And I want to limit myself to three limitations. This is the first word of the first word of the Mizma. Interestingly, besides the letter Sheker, this is one observation, besides the letters Shin Kufresh, besides the letters of Sheker, there are no other letters in the alphabet that if you will spell them out in full, that contain any of those three letters. Aleph is Aleph Lamad Fei, Base is Yud, Base Yud Sof, Gimel is Gimel Yud Mem Lamad. You will not find any letter other than Shin, Kuf and Resh that have a Kuf, Shin or Resh in it. Contain it. Mm. Have within it. There's no other letters. Sheker stands alone. Stands alone. So, that's it. So, so in, yes? <laughs> all the letters, all the letters of the Aleph base, all the letters yeah. of the Aleph base can be spelled out in full. Yeah. So Aleph is Aleph Lambert Fe, base with its right. The only three letters that, when spelt out in full, have a Sheen or a Kuf or a Resh, are the letters Sheen, Kuf, Resh. If you add the letters to any of the other letters, they're not spell out, spell spell out any out letter. Samach, spell out Samach. Siem Mem Chaf. Haven't got a good. Samach Mem Chaf. Samach Mem Chaf. They don't have. They haven't. They haven't got the letter Sheker. It doesn't appear in the alphabet. Other than that, like you only add one of the letters. No, 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 no that I saw brought in the Be'er Moshe, the Oswald Rebbe, in his Sefer, it's a ton of the Be'er Yom. It's a fascinating ton of the Be'er Yom. It's quite a long one, but it starts off with the words, Hakol Bora HaKadosh Baruch Ba'olomoi. Kodesh Baruch created everything in his world, Chutz Min Midas HaSheker, except for Sheker, untruth, falsehood. Kodesh Baruch never created it. Uh, hang on, two things. Number one, what do you mean there are It's in the world. We live in a world of Sheka. We live in a world of falsehood. There's lies out there. So there's advertising as well. You know, there's, 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 there's Sheka there's out there. So what, 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 what does the Medrash mean? What does this particular Bilosa mean? So he says a fascinating word. He says as follows. You will not, although there's Sheka in the world, and it's there because it's Hashem's world, you will not find the word Bilio in relationship to Sheker. HaKadosh Baruch Hu never actually added the word creation to Sheker. And he explains why not. Because had HaKadosh Baruch Hu created it, it would have become intrinsically part of the teva, the nature of creation. 
and then you could never have changed it. It would need a shinu teva, it would need a change of nature in order to uproot, uproot falsehood. It's like saying, I will stop seeds naturally growing. You can't do that, as is part of the teva of nature. You can rip them out and stop the growth, but in real terms, seeds that are planted in the ground grow. That's teva. I'm going to stop the clouds. I'm going to stop rain falling. I'm going to cause rain to fall. All these wonderful things that we think we can do as human beings, we can't do. There's the teva out there. There's the Obanishan's world. It works as it works, and that's it. Had HaKadosh Baruch Hu have created Sheker, there would be no way of stopping it in the world. It would be impossible to tell of the world. And therefore, this is what the Medrash means when it says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created everything in his world except for Sheker, that he never used the word Bria in relationship to Sheker. Does he use it in relation to Emes? Um, I, 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 obviously, yes, somewhere there, would, there must be a, a, a Ramaz. The Tal of the Bedi Ali only points out two middas. So we created Shekhar? No, I could have allowed it to happen in the world. We per- perpetuate Shekhar. Yeah. And therefore, we have with Biodenu to superimpose it by, by with Emes, which would not have been part and parcel of creation. The last point I'd like to make is a slightly lengthier point, but also again a very fascinating, I, I found very fascinating insight from Rav Dessler Zeybetat who in, in numerous places in Mukhtar Meliyom <coughs> addresses the age-old question, how comes Yaakov, who was middle, was the middle of Emes, this is Emes the Yaakov, who, who personified Emes, how could he use trickery and skaldaggery to take the brachos away from Esau and retain the brachos? That's a question that's well known, and as I say, and Dest himself in these three places in, in, in Mr. Meliyot talks about it. He talks about it in the fourth place, in the fir- fourth volume, which is not that well, 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 well known. And he quotes the Zayah HaKodesh, and he says, the Zayah Kodesh says that the Nochosh, the original Nochosh, is called Svas Sheker. Falsehood in his lips. Lips of, of falsehood. And he brought all the Klolos of the world through his Sheker and through his trickery and skaldaggery, he brought all the Klolos of the world, all the, all, all, all the um, curses of the world down to this world. Through Odom and Chava and Gan Eden, the famous story of the Eitzadah Tevera. And in that way, he stopped the Brochus coming down to the world. And says the Rav Kodosh, it is impossible to return the Brochus to the world if it was not for Yaakov's Chochmah, his wisdom in, in, in Milma, in, 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 in Guile, and he... Um, used trickery to get the brachos from his father and therefore by definition from the nachosh and he brought the brachos down to the world midok keneged midok that's the Zayah HaKadosh Sotom was the tool, was the instrument to brought Clovis down to the world and, and there was no way of returning it either, other than through Yaakov Ovinu and the Vesta says what's shot. And he says as follows, there's, to do my cuts a little, there's two re- ways of winning a war. 
superior firepower. Your guns, your tanks, fire better, further, longer and harder than the enemy's. And you can win the battle. But winning that battle doesn't mean you've won the war, because the enemy can return once again into the battlefield, and he can upgrade his tanks and his guns and his, and his weaponry. The only way you can be assured of winning the war as well is to take the enemy's weaponry from them and turn it on themselves. In other words, to turn the weapons against the person themselves. If you take their weapons from them and use it against themselves, that way you will win. To, in order to beat the Sotom through total MS, you might have won the battle, but you won't win the war. Because the battle is MS versus Sheker. And if we, even if we actually are able to intensify our, our keeping of MS, nonetheless, we're fighting Sheker. So the, the Sultan has within his power to, to upload and upgrade his Sheker. But if we take Sheker from him and turn it against himself, that is how we can actually overcome the Sultan. So by definition, says the Zohar, if this is the way that the Nochosh was able to take Brocha from the world and superimpose Kololos, the only way for Yaakov to win the war and to return it as it should be and bring Brochas back down into the world was by using the weaponry of the, the Yetzirah himself. And that is using falsehood to regain the power of blessing. And that is what the Zohar Kolish means. So that's an incredible insight into into that machlokus of Yaakov and Esau and how that battle was won it was by using Esau's own methods own, own weaponry by taking guile which, which in fact Chazal called the Chochmoso Chazal talked about Yaakov's Chochmo and the, the Targum actually says on the word Boba Mirmo is the Chochmoso he comes with his wisdom that wisdom of being able to take the enemy's weapons from them and turn them against the enemy, that in, other words, in, that in itself, brought success. Well, when we have to fool, perhaps, the uh, the Yetzirah, when we have to fool him. Everybody's got their own way of fooling the Yetzirah. We make him think they're doing what he wants, and we don't. We go out from home and and he thinks that you're going one way and we can go the other we can overcome him by, by letting him have a little bit of our I think it's Sheikh of the Sot on the whole concept of, of, of giving bits of our vote perhaps that I don't know I, that isn't well, Desla, this is me but one of the examples you have no yes ah. tell you how each second I, I'll do it next second just put off minute by minute so I'll do it later you don't mean it but uh, oh. That's one way. Delay tactics. Delay tactics. Uh, and also, I was actually thinking of the Surah Mashtaleach on Yom Kippur. So the Sheikh of the Sultan that goes out to the Sultan, he thinks what we're, we're doing has him. And the Khalama. But that's all he is. Anyway, okay. And so, uh, latterly, <laughs> to the Pesukim. Okay, we have to, I actually have to sort of make a resume. So, let's go to the first parcel, Kuf Samach Aleph. And the Mizmah says, Sorim 
Wat ik voel niet genoem. Wat ik voel me. With no cause for nothing. Om het wagen pakad libi. Um, my heart was afraid of your words because of your words. The words of Torah. So she. The Vedak explains the pasuk in the following manner. Although I was pursued by princes such as Shaul and Absalom, the fear of transgressing one of your mitzvahs is greater than any fear I had for them. So if you put it in the balance, I'm scared of them, but I was more scared of you. The Malbim adds a little bit to that, not as a comment on the Redak, but in his own pshat. He says, greater fear is taken, pushed out, pushed away, a minor fear. So his marshal is, you don't worry about being stung by a bee when you're being chased by a lion. A greater fear will actually overtake any smaller fear. And therefore, says David HaMelech, any fear I might have had of Solim was pushed away by the pachan I had for Chasashon transgressing, transgressing in Aveira. And I don't usually, it's not my derech to tell stories, but because I saw the story rummaged within the day or two of uh, actually making this shear, uh, the story, it actually, it's so, fits perfectly into the positive. I've got to tell it to you over. It's quoted by Rabbi Yitzchak Zilberstein in his Sefer Olein L'Shaber. It's in the English volume on Bereshis, on Parshas Vayishlach, page 423. And he heads it under Gemalim Menikos Shloshim, 30 nursing camels which has got that much, not that much to do with the story, but it's a good story. And it says, it, this happened in the lifetime of the Chassam Sefer. The education minister of the Hungarian government wanted to bring into being an edict banning Torah studies in yeshiva. He wanted to close down elementary schools and yeshivas um, for the study of Torah. To cut a long story short, they wanted to take an audience with the, uh, with the minister in question who refused to see them and at long last he actually gave them time of day and to belittle them even further having put them off for so long he invited them to come and join him while he ate breakfast that's a slap in the face you don't want me I haven't got time for you but if you come early in the morning when I meet you breakfast you can come so they went to the Chassam Sofa to ask him for Vokha and to ask him how to overcome the situation and Chassam Sofer said to them, you should be blessed with all your, your endeavours, but to one thing, to the great surprise, he said, said the Chassam Sofer, um, be very, very careful, be extremely careful not to transgress even the smallest Torah prohibition. Do not do even the smallest Avera, Terabonon, Terabonon, Minhad, don't do anything other than absolute Torah. Somewhat surprised by, by this you know, this advice, but, you know, it's a pretty, pretty obvious advice, but nonetheless, Chassam Sofer said it, and they, and they took it heart to heart. Anyway, they arrived at the breakfast table, while the minister was drinking his coffee, and he said, ah, gentlemen, do come in, may I offer you a cup of coffee? Well, the coffee they were okay with, that's okay, but then he went and poured milk into it, and they said, sorry, 
as the Chassam Sofa said, they were more scared of doing the Abeyor, and the words of the Chassam Sofa than they were of this education minister. They said, sorry, it isn't, um, you know, showing with milk, however, they, whatever the Hungarian is for that. And, and so we, 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 we can't drink the coffee. Bags exist on the table. He says, you came here to insult me. What do you mean? I have a dairy farm out there with hundreds of cattle. This comes from my own milking parlour, milked by my own milkmaid. You know, you're not going to... It's pure, absolutely pure. You're going to tell me there's other milk mixed in here. And, uh, I, I, you know, you epileptic fit at the front of the table. And if you think you're coming here, etc., you can imagine. Anyway, so he said, and I'll prove it to you. I will call my milkmaid. And she gives a screaming, uh, you know, it's a milkmaid. And the milkmaid comes running in and says, yes. He said, where did this milk come from? She fell at his feet, trembling, said, please forgive me, please forgive me. I, I, I didn't mean any harm. I, I, I didn't know. I, 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 tell me, what happened? Anyway, to cut a long story short, she'd been milking the cows, brought in this pail of milk, splashed it all over the kitchen floor, and there wasn't enough to put in his jug for breakfast. So she nipped next door to the local parking lot for the local taxi cab rank, which was made up of camels, and asked the camel driver whether she could have some camel milk, which she took with her, mixed into the milk pail, and brought it to the table. And she said, if I didn't know that camel milk was better than cow's milk, I would never have done it, etc., etc., etc. At which point, the minister blanched white, and he said, I can't win, your toe is your toe, and the decree is taken away. That was the story of the Chassam Sofa, but I, I thought it so beautifully actually indicated what we're told here, that that, 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 that pachad of transgressing Hashem's word, whatever pachad in the other they had, fighting the minister, fighting this incredible decree, you could be Malamah's Hetta, why not? It's only a Derabon, and maybe yes, and just to make you keep him happy, I'll have a cup of coffee, and maybe I can get the decree put, put but no, said the Chassam Sofa, any pachad, whatever fear you have uh, is pushed away by knowing that your job is to keep Torah of Mitzvahs unreservedly and without question and I think that is what the Prophet is telling us that's what the Radak and Marvin were trying to tell us and I thought that was a, a, a very interesting story I can't comment on the story more than tell you where, where I found it the next idea on this first Prophet comes from and also a tremendous insight into by virtue of who it is that is chasing us in inverted commas that should be our response and he says as follows Dovna Melech says Sorim Radfuni princes chased me for nothing had it been a man in the streets then I have to do everything I possibly can to avert any danger to myself, of course. But since the unprovoked attack and the wish to do evil to the person comes from this Mr. Anonymous, this Mr. Mon- Anonymous is a barbecue. He has a choice about what he does. And if he chooses to do harm, then it is possi- possible for him to damage somebody else. That is uh, debate and showing him how that works, if, I'm, if a person is not deserving of harm, why should this guy be able to harm him, that is a debate famous Kodesh. but that is basically the, the ground rules that since an individual person is a Baal he has within his ability to harm somebody else and therefore of course one's got to, one's got to save oneself from harm in whatever way he can but, says Rabzan Srotskin, 
Leiv Malachim Vesolim Viyad Hashem. They can't harm you without Hashem say so. You said, if it's Solim Udafunichinom, if it's princes that are running after me, then that shows it comes from a Kaddish Baruch. Leiv Malachim Vesolim Viyad Hashem. If they're chasing after me, then my resolve must be to look at where my shortcomings are. I fear for the way I have kept Torah and mitzvahs. That is my response. So in other words, it, says it, it, it depends. And if the decrees come from high places, then I have got to be very, very aware that possibly the chasorah is mine, rather than it's just because he's a Baal and he can do harm. Okay. Yeah, let's go to Posuk Kusamach base. Posuk says, Sos on Loichalim Rosecha. I rejoice over your word. Kamoitzi Shalorov. Like one who finds abundant spoils. There's two parts of the Posuk. Sos on Loichalim Rosecha. And the Gemara teaches us the following. That this Posuk refers to Brismila. And as Rashi points out on the Gemari in Dafkuf Lamad, in Shabbos Dafkuf Lamad, on Aleph, that the word Imrosecho, excuse me, refers to the Amira in the singular, that came before all others. The Mitzvah is introduced to Avraham with the words, Avraham, Tishma. That Amira is the Amira of this Milo. So, Sosonechal Imrosecha, and that by Yomelakim, I am happy with. And it is unique upon the person of Kadisol at all times. And the Gemara says there, Tanya Rabshimen Gamliel Omer, we have learned, Rabshimen Gamliel says, Kal Mitzvah, any Mitzvah that the Bene Yisrael accepted upon themselves, but Simcha, Kagoin Mila, like the performance of this Mila, the Chsiv Sos Onechal Imrosecha, so it was done by Simcha. It is still performed with great simcha. And Tosfus, interestingly enough, another gematria for this evening, quotes a gematria and to show that the acceptance was besimcha. Okay, refers to bismila, and anything they said the gematria, any mitzvah they accepted upon themselves, besimcha, and it, it's still done with simcha, but where did it actually say? They accepted it upon themselves, the simcha. That's not in the Sosanochi. Sosanochi is, I rejoice over your mitzvah of bismillah. But that I accepted it with simcha, where does that come from? It says, Tosus, Tosus explains from Pirkei de Rabbi Eliezer. Pirkei de Rabbi Eliezer says, Vayas Avrom mishta godol b'yoni gomel yitzchot. And Avrom Avinu made a great mishta, a great party, a great event, a great banquet, on the day that Yitzchok was weaned. Higomel is usually used as weaned. By the way, I just like saying it over because that Rashi on Vayas Avon Mishta Godol. What is called a great sumptuous feast? Says Rashi Alatoyo, you know why it's called Godol? Because the Gadoilim Hadoya were invited. That's why it's called Godol. If you have a Godol Hadoya, you're simple. That, that, that's, that's called a great feast. But anyway, as I get Mamish Agav. So he said, on the day that. Okay, on the day that Yitzchok was weaned, says the Pirkei de Rabbi Eleazar quotes Tosfos, the word Higomo is split into two. Hey Gimel, Mal. Hey Gimel, the gematria of five and three is eight, and it refers to the day on which, the eighth day on which Yitzchok Avinu was Mal, he had this Mila. 
and they were Makabalit Basimcha, the Yasavo Mishte Godo, he made a great feast, he was Makabal Basimcha on the day that he did Bismillah to Yitzchokis son. So that's where we learn it from. Okay, and just I think to finish off for this evening, um, I'd like to look at the second part of the Posuk. Now the second part of the Posuk compares the Sosomechalemosecho to finding Sholol Rov, an abundant, uh, an abundant spoil. Now, what sort of comparison is it to finding an abundant spoil of, of valuables? To, to limit our Torah, to learning Torah. So, one of the reasons I wanted to say, but I think it, it must be in other places as well, that we find that Esau and Yaakov, when they met each other, there was a divergence of the way they viewed their Olam Hazer. Esau says, Yeshli Rov, I've much, I've got a lot, but I wouldn't mind a bit more. Yeshli Rav. Yaakov says, Yeshli Koil. I have everything. I have all that I need. I don't need any more. I've got enough which I need for my Avodah Hashem. This argument of how to view Olam Azer is dependent on who you are, Yaakov or an Esau. If you're Yaakov or Ishmuchni, you can say, Yeshli Koil. I've got all that I need. I have everything. I don't need more than this. In other words, Yeshli Koil is not, I have all. I have everything I need. Whereas Esau, who is the Olam HaGashmi, is this world, you know, says, Yeshli Rav, I have an, you know, enough for the time being, I've got much, but I wouldn't mind a bit more as well. That is only an argument in the Olam HaGashmi, in this worldliness. In the Olam HaRuchni, even Yankov will say, Yeshli Rav, I have got much, but I want even more. And that is Kumritsa Shal Rav, says the Mephoshim, Rabbi Akiva Eger says it, and the Magad of Mezrich says it, same, same basic marshal, Guys walking along, poor fellow, has nothing, finds this mountain of treasure. So he fills every crevice of his backpack and his hat and his pockets and his socks and fills everything he can with gold and silver and jewels and diamonds and he's tying it all up, he's taking his socks off and fills them up, crams and he's carrying it. Um, he's full, a long loss, and he walks away, but he turns back and looks at the pile and he hasn't even taken. Ah, uh, what have I had to leave behind? That's the view of a personal tailor. I've done this much tailor. I've learnt this much. I've acquired this much knowledge. I look back at what there still is to learn and what I've left behind and I haven't touched yet. I haven't scratched the surface off. That is what's still waiting for me to come and learn. And it will be safe for me as I shall have plenty of time to learn lots and lots and lots and lots. And we can say, you know, we're carrying what we've learned. And we have to share the all things being well, we'll carry on from there next week. Thank you very much for coming.